This is how things used to work. And I think we were happier. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Virtue Signal. I'm Bill Whittle here with my friend Alfonso Rachel and a little happy, upbeat change of pace for a change here. We spent so many of our Virtue Signal shows talking about vices. I thought maybe we'd talk about something that was a little less vicey. Uh, so, uh, Zoe, um, my topic for today is nostalgia, mm. of all things. Um, I have not been able to go on vacation since January of 2019. A lot of that's been the pandemic and stuff, but I've just been locked in the work here. So, um, on Thursday, I'm taking a week off and I'm going to fly to Orlando I'm going to meet my friend Steve Stipp, who I've known since 1970. We're driving up from Orlando to Georgia to meet my friend uh, Fritz, since I've known since 1970. And then we're going to head over and pick up my friend Phil in North Carolina, who I've known since 1973. And the four of us, who have not been together in the same place since 1973, are going to do an old-fashioned road trip. We're going to go to the Air Force Museum in Dayton. We'll be there Saturday and be looking forward to anybody who can make it there. A lot of people on the um, the live shows have said they'd like to make it there. So I'll put a post up about that. But in any event, uh, the reason I wanted to do it was because I haven't seen these guys individually in a long time. I haven't seen them all together in, you know, 40 years or more. And what I, what I said I wanted to do when I talked about this trip was I said I wanted to do an old-fashioned road trip, which is what we all grew up on. You know, long drives, uh, no devices, just talking about the old times and stuff. So I wanted to talk a little bit about nostalgia because I can see kind of a good side and a bad side to this. So I'll start with the bad side because I think it's mostly good. <laughs> um, I have known people who've been um, prisoners of the past who, who at some point in their lives decide everything in the present is terrible. The future is going to be worse. And they just basically live in, in the past, you know, in the glory days and stuff. I have felt ever since I was very young, not real popular in high school, that even though the, the, the people I admired in high school, the guys who were getting all the, all the girls I had crushes on, even, even then as a, as a young person at 16, 17, I realized there must be nothing worse than having the high point of your life be the state championship high school football game, you know? Where you want, you know, where you caught three touchdowns and, and won the state championship, uh, the idea that 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 your your best day ever is in the past is not one that I want to entertain. It's entirely possible, but I don't I don't believe it. Um, and so, on some level, dwelling in the past and living in the past, I think is is very destructive and kind of a slow kind of death, you know. So there's that, and there's also obviously. And we see a lot of this today, especially in politics. There's this human tendency to forget all the bad things that happened in the past, remember the good things, which is what nostalgia is all about. And unfortunately, that gives us a false perspective sometimes on the present. We tend to look at things in the present and imagine things in the future as being just awful compared to the glorious golden past that we lived. And the past was not as uniformly pleasant as we remember it. We filter out a lot of the bad stuff. So there's a kind of a perspective danger in that. But with those two things said, um, there is a, a kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of a personal Disneyland trip, you know, <laughs> to be able to, to do something like this, to just go and, 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 and to wallow in it. 
uh, if only for a week, you know, I mean, the purpose of this trip, the entire purpose is is nostalgia. The, all, the, the only reason we're doing it is so that we can talk about the old days and laugh and, and, and bring up names that we haven't heard in 35, 40 years. And what happened to this guy? And do you remember the time that this happened? And you didn't know this, Bill, but while this was going on, this was going, that kind of thing. It's just, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Really, really looking forward to it. I need it very badly. And I was wondering if you had any thoughts about this uh, particular human quality of nostalgia. Hey, man, I dig nostalgia. And make sure that you wear, man, you, you got your uh, your jock strap on, man, because you sound like you guys are like, like 30 years worth of uh, ball busting, ball busting to, do, to do, man. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> it, 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 just, just, just on that point very quickly, um, it, it, when the in, first initial emails went out, one of our members said, hey, you know, I'd like to bring my my lovely wife would like to know if she can come. And I said, I don't know. I feel like we'd have to, you know, keep stopping the conversation so that she'd have a chance to talk about something for the <laughs> for the six days. But then I added, and besides, guys, to be honest with you, um, it's going to be tough enough for me to find a way to keep talking down to the level where you'll be able to understand me <laughs> for six days. And uh, and I just don't want to go to that. I don't know if I can go to that that extra trouble. And of course, then it's like, well, you better pack light, Bill, because there's no room for you all of us, your bags and your ego in the same car, that kind of thing. So yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, the, the, the dozens have already started, man. You guys, you are, you're already starting your roast, man. So <laughs> it's like arrows flying, <laughs> right? Uh, but nostalgia, man, it's, but you're right. You know, we think about, um, we lament about the earlier days and uh, man, you know, remember the good old days, right? It's like, man, you was miserable back then too. <laughs> it's like the, the, I was. the good old days sucked then too. And we look back and say, man, things were simpler, this or this. And, you know, we think about how good things were back then. It's like, uh, no, no, they, they they were rotten back then too. And uh, and I guess, you know, we 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 look for a, you know, a better tomorrow and whichever. And that's why folks, man, it's just, you gotta, you gotta tune in to being grateful to where you're at. There's a lot to gripe about. Sure. There's a lot of things that are just out in the world, man. It's like we're in a global rubber room, man. It's like all the time. And you just gotta tap into being grateful. You know, a day above dirt is a good day. You know, just, you know, be thankful that you're here. And, uh, because we will look on, we'll, we're gonna look on these days. Who knows, man? 10, 20 years, 20 years later, we're like, man, remember how simple it was back then? Remember the good old mm. days, you know? When all we had to worry about was transgender activism and and, yeah, oh, um, man. and inflation, yeah. Right, right, because even when Carter was president, people sometimes like, man, it was a good old days, man. And it's like, we're looking at it right now, it's like, yeah, yeah, I guess those were the good old days back then, you know, but we was uh, lamenting over stuff back then too, so. I'm glad you brought that up because I know without question, objectively, that those years between the ages of 14, let's say, and I don't know, maybe even 30, somewhere in there, were by far the worst years of my life. I was, I was most upset, most um, erratic, I was most unstable, I was most unhappy, all of those things. Maybe that's why I'm looking forward to this so much, because all of those moments, I feel like I had friends to help me get through some of those things. To be perfectly honest with you, I feel a bit of a sense of having to atone for the kind of, you know, uh, cheese monster I became for a while there, <laughs> like most insecure people. Um, but it's it's something really good about it. And and just just once you caught on to it immediately, this is how men, at least men of my age and, and older, communicate with each other, with the, with the people they really care about. They do it. When I say care about, I mean just in a completely superficial way, like get my bag, Steve. Uh, <laughs> they, they, there's this constant uh, insulting and banter and stuff. And and it's it's just wonderful. 
It's a wonderful male language, and I, I sometimes fear that that's being lost. One of the things that we want to do, I'm, re, I'm going to record it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be a slave to recording it, but I'll record what I can of it and edit it down. So one of the reasons I wanted to do it was because people who are roughly my age who remember road trips, it'd be a nostalgia trip for them too. I'd like to include them on that. But on some level, and this is undoubtedly just a, you know, passing fancy of mine, but even if one or two or three people who are too young to have experienced road trips gets to see what it was like. I worry that human connections today are not as strong as they used to be because of devices. And, and, and it's not that the people have changed. It's just that I would talk to my friends directly. I didn't have to look at a screen for them. I didn't have to text them. I didn't have to use emojis and all the rest of it. It was, you know, we had long, serious conversations about long and serious things. We had a lot of laughs too. And, I look around me today and I don't see that. Now, that doesn't mean it's not happening. It just means I don't see it. Um, but I am concerned about, about that. The, the, the quality of, of the friends that I had growing up was that they were, I had, you know, I have three, I have, technically I've had four best friends in my life, five maybe. Three of them are going to be in the car. And, um, and all of my friends are three in the morning friends. You know, they're the kind of guys I could call at 3 a.m. and say, hey, I know I haven't talked to you in 25 years, but I'm stuck here on I-19 or where the hell I am. I'm 400 miles away from your house. My car's broken down. You think you'd come and get me? And they would. They'd never let me hear the end of it, but they would. <laughs> and and it seems to me that that level of, of connection is not as present. It seems to me that it, if, if your friends are primarily virtual friends on your device, it just seems a lot easier to just text, hey, man, love to, but you know. Uh, whatever, because because it what what phone calls and texting especially does is is it kind of reduces the baud rate. You know, you're exchanging less information. You're only exchanging the most important information, like hey, you're going to be there. At, you know, see you at seven thirty. This or whatever. But but you don't get the the tone. You don't get the um, the face to face interactions. It's just so much. It seems that you miss. And and I'm and I'm not griping about this. I'm not saying, hey, you Gen Zers, get off my lawn. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying I, I think you guys are missing something important. And I think you might be the first generation to be missing something important. And I'm curious to know what the reaction will be because I know most of it will be, okay, Boomer. And that's fine. You know, <laughs> if you're going to have a nickname, Boomer's not a bad one, frankly, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but I'm wondering how many people will look at this and say, hey, you know, maybe we are missing something. The, 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 the thing about the road trip is for, uh, for teenagers in America, and I think I was, if not the last generation, I might have been, then Gen X was, your car was not just instant freedom on the morning of your 16th birthday. It was instant privacy. It was your, it was your kingdom. You could go where you wanted to, and you could talk about things that you wanted to do. You could, you, it was your little world, that $400 used car that you buffed and polished and, and took such great care of. You can dig in your nose, man, and pretend that nobody can see you. There you go. Mm. That's, that's what it's all about. And I don't know if people appreciate what they're missing, or do you think I'm just kind of, that this is just kind of a, my wife tends to think that I'm, I'm imagining most of this, and she's usually right about these things. But in this particular case, I don't know. That, man, there's so many dynamics that are that, that are different, man. I think, like, say, for instance, in this age of, you know, even with the telephone, even, I mean, we could take this back to the telephone uh, where this where this kind of came in. And the reason why I say that, man, is I think the thing that people are missing, I think 
the the key word here is anticipation, right? Mm. Uh, I think the key words may be like instant gratification. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, when, when you were waiting on that letter, you know. It, yes, when, when that yes, was, yes. You know, that that build up, man. And then finally, you know, it's one of those things that can really either lift you up really high or let you down like hard. Um, yeah. Now and then comes the telephone, you know, and it's still like a, a a mode of communication. That's still so there's there's still some anticipation involved. You know, it's like, you know, before like uh, uh the, the voicemail, you know, or the phone mate that they had, like maybe in the 70s or whichever, you know, things like that. If you missed that phone call, man, you missed that phone call and that was it, you know, so you. Yeah, I remember the first time I heard an answering machine. I remember very clearly who I called in the first time I heard an answering machine. Right. I thought, this is, what is this? What is this strange devilry? Um, <laughs> and pagers, remember that brief yes. period where before, before you had mobile devices, you had a little thing that would go off. My first pager was a box and it just went beep and I had to call a specific number. Yeah. It didn't didn't flash any of that stuff, and 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 I remember clearly thinking at the time, it's like I am now enslaved to this box, you know. Yeah. It's like I can't just say, oh, yeah, well, I'm sorry, I wasn't home, so you couldn't call me into work at the last minute. Now they've given me this pager. Oh, I must be very important. I've got a pager, you know. <laughs> but now it's like they, they, I'm a slave to this thing. Sure, sure, and and we're we're almost like slaves to the instant gratification, you know. And and that, I think that's a big factor in in what's being missed, and and it. Puts it to where we take these things for granted. Like I said, mm -hmm. when you're waiting for that letter, man, and you're it's like, you know, a, a, a friend, a relative, you know, a, a love, you know, uh, your, your your significant other, and you're waiting on that letter, man. It's just a, the buildup, you know, and that kind of thing. That's enough. That's a whole different level of communication. Whereas now, it's so it's 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 almost frivolous. Where it's almost like, yeah, you just end up taking it for granted, and it and it doesn't leave those imprints on you like it has before, you know, mm -hmm. or like even like a, even when it comes to nostalgia, you know, we when we had uh, the things that we had like uh, you know between the boomers and and from Gen from Gen X backwards, right? Mm -hmm. We the things that we had. Well, they were more they were more scarce than what's now. There wasn't there wasn't this overload of content, this overload of stimulus. We had these things that that we can remember because it was kind of spread out. Now I think today there is just so much to be stimulated by overstep. I think we basically got a generation that's comfortably numb, right? So Com completely agree. Yeah, and it's like that's what they are, and this stuff doesn't really imprint on them. Nostalgia, I think, is going to have something that's going to have a deeper meaning. Like, I, I mean, I got to hand it to the boomers, man. Boomers gave, you know, rendered stuff to Gen X, man. I mean, who do we get from boomers? We got, we got Hendrix, man. We got, we got Metallica. We got, we got, you know, we, amazing. Hotel California, baby. Right. And, and all the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and they're and, still playing that music now. Yes, absolutely. And they're not playing music from seven years ago that I'm aware of. <laughs> right. Now, and then from that, I think, I think Gen X, and I'm not trying to toot our own horn. I think we took that and we made the last generation of classics. I think, I think uh, leading up to year 2000. I agree. That was it. Classics in terms of classic movies, classic actors, class, just classic entertainment, music. And I mean, I'm, I'm not sitting here saying that we made like this saintly music or anything like we made some pretty vulgar stuff, but it was still groundbreaking in a way where it's like, OK, it's been done, been there, done that. The only way that you can outdo this is to just fully defile yourself right, and just sacrifice your integrity yes. completely. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I, I, I found a, a, a channel that I like that I didn't expect to, that I would like. It, 
because this guy's a he's got first of all this guy's got the warmest personality i've ever ever seen he's probably in his mid to late 30s if i had to guess and he's just a good he's not just a guitarist he's a superb guitarist and um and so i watched one of his videos it was on the eightest the 80 greatest um guitar licks of all time right in order and there's like one or two from the like one from the 30s there's two or three from the 40s believe it or not right couple from the 50s but right around the time the rolling stones start getting going and the beatles and everything then there's just of the total 80 i'll bet you 65 of them are in that one little period between about 1964 and 2000 right there's very little after 2000 there's very little before 64 but in there it's just it just never ends and and you just keep waiting for the next one it's like that there can't be any more and it's like you know it's it just oh that oh that oh that you know it's just the 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 the, the sort of the depth of the culture yeah. and I, and i have to say that of all the 80 uh guitar licks in the entire series the one that surprised me the most by lighting me up the most was Sweet Home Alabama. And I thought, what? It's not my favorite song, but that yep. that that just lit me up. Yes. So so yeah, so there's that aspect of it too. There does seem like it was a, a, a little deeper mine of things to um to wallow in. Yeah, yeah. And and forgive me folks if if I got my my, my generations wrong. I'm pretty sure Hendrix is is a boomer. I, or is he World War II generation? No, no, no. It, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I was wondering about Neil Armstrong, actually, who who is young for greatest generation, didn't fight in World War II, but he's old for a boomer. Okay. And somebody reminded me about the silent generation, which nobody talks about because they're the silent generation. Uh, the silent generation was the generation between the boomers and the, and the uh, greatest generation. Mm. They were the kids of the 50s. We were kids of the 60s and for me, mostly the 70s. In terms of being aware, you know, so I think the baby boom officially is marked at the end is either 1960 or 64. I was born in 59, so I'm a late, I'm a late boomer and a late bloomer. Uh, <laughs> but yes, so there was there was uh, people who were older than us, younger than the greatest generation. The greatest generation, music wise, was you know Perry Como and 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 Lawrence Welk, and and I often wondered about why their taste was so bland until somebody explained to me that so many members of the Greatest Generation watched their friends turn to you know Pink Mist and 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 loud noises and and sudden big sharp bangs. They've had enough of those. They don't need to hear those ever again during the course of their lives. And I thought, yeah, that that makes sense to me. Indeed, and yeah, yeah, uh, and you know, there's things. You know, in your life, that you either use those things, whether it's music or whether it's uh, some form of entertainment, to to escape from those things that you saw. And those things, you know, are their own kinds of maybe like you know therapies that people need to just kind of. But sometimes, just like you said, you can you can get lost in that, you know, and 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 trying to find that feeling of either you know peace or numbness or just some sort of escape, and you know, trying to remember a time back then uh, that helped you like you know cope with it and stuff like that, and. Uh, but it, that in itself can become, you know, an, an addiction, and we don't, you don't, you don't want to be addicted to the past. And no, that's that. what I started off yeah. with is is the peril of living in the past and just oh, I remember when, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and for and like for me, I really, I really dig nostalgia. That's one of the reasons why I do. Uh, you know, I'm a musician, and uh, every week I release. Um, a cover song, you know, particularly from from Gen X. You know, I'm a Gen Xer, so 
from the 70s and the 80s, maybe maybe the, I'll do you know some late 60s stuff, but you, usually it's 70s and 80s. And I like to do these songs, and I put like a hard rock twist on them. You know, I call it oh, putting cool. yeah, I call it putting a sledge edge on a Gen X jam, right? So I mean, nostalgia is like a big thing, and I think that's one of the things that you know, especially as Gen Xers, because we're like we're we're the forgotten generation. You got your side generation, we're the forgotten generation. And a generation who has done so much, but this is the this is one of the big hangups I have about my generation, though, is that we come down on Gen Zers, and we've talked about this before. And I'm like, you know, we come down on Gen Zers, and we and we talk about, and that's a, a big part of nostalgia is we think, you know, we think of our generation, which I think it was, we had a lot of really cool stuff, and we did mm-hmm. a lot of really cool things, and it was more organic. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, we got out, we got them skin knees, we got them skin elbows, and stuff like that. We we got our stitches and all that and all that, you know. And we remember those things are scarred as as wonderful memories, and uh, so. And it's like, but despite that resilience and despite that independence, you know, being this feral generation and stuff like that, how do we drop the ball on passing that on to Gen Z? That is something that we cannot boast in. You know? No, no, I completely get it, man. Um, and and something, something there is something fundamental different. Uh, like I mean, like a historical break somewhere around Gen X and the Millennials, mm. Gen Y and the Millennials, somewhere in there, because my dad was greatest generation, and I was. A lot more capable than my dad in 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 most ways. I'm not saying I'm more guts than him, but I was certainly more. Um, I was better educated than he was. Uh, I was much quicker. I think I was smarter than he was, um, and I had been exposed to a number of things that he had not been exposed to as a young person because of the sacrifices that he made in order for me to do this. Like he he went and served in World War II and became a hotel manager. That meant I started out in Bermuda. You know, that's not where I ended up. It's where I started out. So so there's that. But somewhere along the line, we are now looking at at least two generations that are performing worse than we than than we did. And one of the things about the future, about having hope for the future, is you 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 understand that the next generation is going to be different than you and that the music they listen to is just noise and all the way get off my lawn, all, all of that stuff, right? But up until very recently, there's been at least the feeling that we are handing the future to people who are going to be more capable of dealing with it than we were. And it's clearly not the case anymore. I mean, there are, we, we talked about all this time where, where there'll, there'll be people interviewing Gen Zers or millennials on the streets and they'll just say, you know, name three countries other than the United States. Uh, countries? Yeah, just three. Uh I don't know. I'm, I wasn't real. I, I wasn't real good at, ge- at, at geology. It's geography, uh, you know. And it's like a Europe. No, it's really kind of terrifying. And and I'm kind of trying to throw a, a line out there to the few people we have Gen Zers who, who I don't want them beating up on themselves. Just, but there are people who are saying, I listen to you talking about you and your and your friends in your childhood, and they and they say you seem to have, have we seem to be lacking something that you guys had. The greatest generation had something that we lacked. I I didn't know what it was like to go to war with with my friends, and 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 certainly that is a a bond that we'll never understand. You know, we're going to be goofing a lot in the next week or so. But we'll never understand what it's like to be in combat together. But all things considered, I, I would just like to close this by going back to something you mentioned, and that was the anticipation of the letters, right? Because when prior to well well prior to my generation. And for most of human, well, civilization anyway, you would meet somebody at a 
maybe you'd meet them at a train station or maybe you'd meet them at a at a at a at a lawn party or something. And you meet somebody you were interested in and you might ask them if you might be able to get their address and you would write them a letter and they'd write you a letter back. And this courtship lasted for years, years. And and you would pour your heart into a letter and you'd write page after page after page. And you'd put it in an envelope, you'd sign it, uh, seal it rather, and mail it. And then three or four days would go by and then it would arrive. And then then this woman would read it and she'd be moved and, you know, and then she'd write her her thoughts down. Every letter that went back and forth would get deeper and deeper as people's confidence built and you learn more about the other person. When you finally got the chance to see them, you might be able to meet them for a Sunday afternoon in the parlor or something supervised by, you know, by their parents. You might go out on a drive or something like that. And then you have to go and then it's letters again for another seven months or something. And and because of that, by the time that by the time that intimacy comes along, sexual intimacy, you're married, this is essentially the only person or one of very few that you had that kind of emotional connection to. For the women, it's almost certainly the first person they've had sexual relations with. And, and these relationships lasted forever. So that's what seemed to work, holding families together. Then by the time it's my generation, it's like a phone call. You'd call somebody up and ask them if they want to go out on a date. That's a lot less intimate and a lot less uh, time consuming, a lot less investment but you still have to call the person and ask them. And that takes a lot of courage, believe me. Uh, <laughs> and then after that, then it's like, okay, I'll just send them an email. Now with an email, you don't have to deal with them face-to-face. -face. You send it, it goes, they either say yes or no, but you don't have to hear it face-to-face. -face. Then it's texting each other. And now we're at the point where it's not even texting. Now it's swipe left or swipe right. It's that simple, yep. right? Here's a picture. She looks hot, swipe right. She looks at you, he looks hot, swipe right. Let's hook up. Next thing you know, it's Netflix and chill. Your first date. Right. And, and these young people have 25, 30, 40 sexual partners by the time they're 22 and they don't understand why they can't form bonds with people. They can't understand why they can't, why nobody wants to be with them forever. And it's like, I don't want to turn this into another one of these, look at our horrible social problems. But there is an aspect to this nostalgia thing that that should be at least, I don't want to ram it down anybody's throat. I don't want to make anybody do anything. But I do like the idea of saying, look, this is how things used to work. And I think we were happier. I might be wrong, but I think we were happier. And some small fr fraction of people will look at that and maybe they'll say, yes, I, I think you're right. Maybe we could think of a way to get back to that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, this, I guess... Uh... For a little while, we've been in the YOLO generation, man. It's like, who's got time to like, you know, uh, uh, to to, to to wait on a letter, man. I we only live once, but I, I gotta get, I gotta, I gotta have that swipe lifestyle. You know, it's like, you know, like just like you're saying, this person that you sit, you 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 find this one woman, you know, who who's on your frequency, you it, or or vice versa, you know, as as the word says, man, he who finds a wife, you know, a wife finds a good thing, and that's what it's supposed to be like, man. You're supposed to feel like you found your treasure. You know, and now the treasure hunt just looks like this. Swipe up, up there's, you know, and, and all the information and you can go ahead and get your hookup and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and it taking for granted is really what the phrase has come down to. There's 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 no sense of scarcity, you know, in, in the things that that's we're, exactly right. right. You know, it's uh, that's exactly right. right. No, no weight, no apprehension, no, no yeah. scarcity, no anticipation, no um, sense of achievement. Uh, no mystery, nothing. Mm. It's just all there yes. in front of you, right at the beginning. And if the girl swipes left and you swipe right, then there's endless streams of porn for you to 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 have at your 
fingertips for the for the rest of right, eternity. Right. And, and and there's exceptions to everything, man. It's like you of know, course. you know, we, we live in this generation where it's like, you know, we we we've made connections along these lines with people and you know and and people have, you know, relationships that have, you know, have sustained, you know, for for years. You know, and 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 have a, uh, you know, deep deep relationships, you know, deep uh, uh commitments to each other. Uh, but you know, when we look at I mean our divorce rate uh, in in our country, our our divorce rate is so high that it's it's taken on the national theme of let's just have a national divorce. You know, that's it's, yeah, that's it's, right. We were that's right. You know, we did an episode on that. That's just where ago. we are, and that's really really sad because we're supposed to be in this age of communication. Communication is supposed to be so efficient now, so high speed, and uh, and so stable. But <laughs> it's, we're not. We're getting less stable with each other, and the connections with each other is. It just seems to be very, um, you know, uh, unstable. Yeah, and as you pointed out many times, very um, correctly and very uh, intuitively and in, in, in very enlightening fashion, when we talk about the absence of fathers, what we're really talking about is the absence of husbands, mm-hmm. and and that connection is eroding because it's because it's much easier to erode. If you are in a relationship and you promise that you're going to stay together for the rest of your life and there is divorce is not an option, mm-hmm. right? Then you will treat a problem differently than you would treat a problem as if, all right, that's it. One one more thing like this and I'm out of here. Um there is no I'm out of here. And and that alone is is responsible, I think, for so many of our social ills. You know, it's just the sense that, well, yeah, it's difficult now and it's not working out. So I'm just going to start again and and it'll be better this time. And, and I yeah. suppose for some people it is better the next time. But but there's something very powerful to be said about about saying to yourself, I'm not. I am not going to change environments. I'm going to have to change myself because I'm not leaving this environment because Either socially, it was simply unacceptable to be divorced, or because you take your promises seriously, and you know, and there's that. And 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 on that note, Bill, one of the things that made that connection so strong to like my to my generation and 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 before is that nostalgia aspect. You know, when you have when you have those things in common that you can reflect on. You know, if you're going mm-hmm. through that that makeup breakup cycle, and you're trying to keep it together. You know, you're trying to get that last. Let's stay together. No, forgive me for trying to pull some out green, y'all. But you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's like, you know, hey, baby, you remember when we used to, we used to, we used to slow jam to that, man? You remember, you remember that song, baby? I know you remember that song. Baby. I, mean, I remember that song. See, I don't know what songs. I mean, them songs was deep back in the day, man. And, and people, those songs did help people stay together. You know, and they would give it another shot because that nostalgic feeling of that's, what they shared. That's a great point. Yeah, that song had come on. Yes. And you'd realize that all of this anger and resentment and 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 outrage and bitterness is all just not it the, that was not the person you were and it's not the person they were and you hear that song and you're like it just strips all of this stuff away absolutely man i think there was one comedian said it's like like what, what what do we got today man can you imagine now somebody like you know make a few years later it's like man i remember me and your grandmama used to dance to that song that that beautiful love ballad me so horny you know it's like <laughs> yeah you may, no, exactly yeah you know uh you know um um, grandson of mine, uh, I, I'll never forget the moment when I swiped white, when I swiped right on your grandmother, Cardi B was playing. And, uh, and every time I hear that song now, which is when I go looking for it, cause God knows they're not playing it on the radio. Mm. Uh, I always go back to that precious eight seconds when I try to make a decision about whether to swipe right or left or not. Just, 
something missing there. <laughs> well, I sit here in in my office, which has been here now. The studio at BillWhittle.com has been here for nine years, and I and I see nothing but Star Trek memorabilia on the walls, and there's a. Uh, there's a, a bunch of artwork from Sid Mead from the future, the space age future that I thought we were going to get and we didn't get. And I look around at this place and I say, this is essentially a museum of my imagination. But the fact of the matter is every single time I've walked into this office, that's quite a few times over the course of the last nine years, I enter a world where I am comfortable and, uh, and, and, in an environment where I feel like I'm at my best and my most creative. I don't think it's safe in here. I just think it's cool in here. And um, and we all bring with us those wonder years, you know? They're, they're, I'm not influenced, and I don't suppose anybody watching this either, is influenced by the things that happen during the course of your entire life. There's a, there's a golden window in there somewhere between the ages of probably around 10 and... 18 maybe somewhere in there wherever you grew up during those ages that's where you that's 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 what you take with you and that's that's what you keep with you your whole life and for me it was things like star trek and 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 walt disney's animations about going to mars and all the rest of that stuff so that's what i've kept with me here and i love it and um and it makes me happy. And I'm looking forward to this trip in the biggest possible way. And as I said to my uh, three other friends, the most astonishing thing about this whole enterprise is, is that during the intervening 40 years or so, they've gotten so unbelievably old. And I've managed to say the same. I, I just can't understand it. <laughs> hey, count your blessings, man. And may you guys have a groovy time. Well, we'll report about it when we come back, I guess. Uh, this vacation and uh, and this show and my friendship with Alfonso Rach and all the rest of it's made possible by uh, those of you watching the show who are uh, members of BillWhittle.com who've um, allowed us to keep the studio open and do the work that we do come rain or shine. And uh, for those of you who are members, we're eternally grateful. And if you're watching the show and you're not a member, then I hope you get something out of it. And I hope that the people who are paying for it um, appreciate the fact that the entire purpose is to reach people regardless of, of whether they pay for it or not. So that'll do it for this edition of The Virtue Signal. It's made possible by our members at BillWhittle.com. On behalf of my friend Alfonso Rachel, we'll see you next time. Right here.